Okay, so this is the uh, podcast, the uh, innovation and artist motivation and inspiration. It is designed and focused around people who are not famous, people who are up and coming and who motivate and inspire others to whatever craft, music, uh, music, uh, videos, comedy, whatever it is. Uh, and then we always have shows that break off and about random tangents. And that's what this show is. Okay. So this show, uh, so this show is the why people suck and it's bleak future. Uh, mainly in the customer service and retail field. And the reason why we do this is because DJ, you and I, we've been in the retail field. We have. We have worked countless hours and nights um, and holidays to to provide the best customer experiences, in the words of people who are... Uh, who, who know and are listening to the show. Uh, that's that's essentially what this is. So um, the blog can be found uh, and the podcast can be found on Spotify. This is where you can listen to this, uh, where you will have me, your host, Matthew Corbetta. We are, I am uh, the host of the show, as well as the guests that you will see uh, and hear. Uh, the the uh, show will also be on Instagram, as well as posts from Instagram, uh, like the setup process, the people that you'll see in interview, as well as uh, you'll also see pictures on the blog as well, where you can actually read. If you are not in tune to listen, you can also read. So there's multiple uh, spots. Um, but this episode, Why People Suck and Its Bleak Future in Customer Service and Retail, the service industry in general, uh, I have a very special guest, DJ Jacobs. Welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So it is, this is going to be interesting because this is a full-blown, no bars hold on just the nightmare and maybe the positives. I don't know. You 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 bring up some positives. Sure. I, I'm sure I can't find any, but we'll see. You know, um, of the of the service industry. So uh, this episode is going to be a little bit about sort of sort of a little take on customer service in general and why or why you know why are we not in it anymore or those of you who are just entering the world of, of customer service so the pitfalls the pitfalls watch out for yeah the uh you know the the sacrifices yeah. uh, to your well-being um but anyway without further ado one of the craziest things i get is i asked a group of people like i asked a ton of people friends family people I don't know and I asked them to provide questions okay what do you want to know about the service industry and by the way none of these people uh, work in the service industry they all work for companies that are that they don't have to be customer facing they don't have to so they they always want to know what's it like what's it like doing that so we have some we have some, I want to read some of these questions and I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. Okay. They're, they're, they're quite interesting. Um, so the first one, let's just get started. So what what is different about working in retail than in food? So what is, how, how does the customer service differentiate or is there a difference? Yeah, I, I think there's a major difference. Um, I feel like retail, I think there's less money to be made in retail than the, than the service industry, the food industry. Um, be, obviously, tipping is is major, and if, if you're out here in Los Angeles as a bartender, a waiter, um, you can make buku bucks, big big money doing that. Um, but I think you have more to deal with as far as in in the customer side. I think customers um, have a little bit more; they feel like they have a little bit more freedom uh, to act a certain way when they're out eating or drinking, especially drinking. Um, I think that gives people an excuse to act however they want. Um, maybe talk to people however they want. Um, <clears throat> but I think that that extra money might make up for it. While in retail, um, you, you, you're going to get bad people. And we got our fair share, Matt. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, me and Matt worked together for several years in, in retail. Um, <laughs> so people in, in retail, I think they, they, they want to, to treat you better. They want to be nicer to you. It's not always going to work out that way. If there's an issue, people tend to fly off the handle very quickly. Um, and people treat you much 
differently. They treat you differently when you have a brand on your shirt. And what I mean by that is some of the stuff that people would say to me in the retail space, they would never say to me outside the retail space. They wouldn't talk to, I don't think they would talk to most people outside the retail space that way. But if you don't know, I'm about six feet tall. I'm, I've got a pretty big beard and um, I'm about 225 and covered in tattoos. So um, I, I think I got a big brunt of that because it almost felt like people were empowered when they would speak to me in a retail space. And I think they took advantage of that, thinking that they can't talk to someone like me like that way outside of retail. Um, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> that's for sure. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, as soon as I, I left retail, even at, at bars, stuff like that, like if, you know, if I spilt my drink on someone, like it was like, they would apologize. And I'm not a mean guy, you know, I'm, I just, I just look this way. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, sometimes it, it works in my favor and sometimes it, it works against me. Um, but, <sighs> You know, I don't think there's a huge difference between the two. I think when people are out shopping or dining, whatever they're doing, I just think they feel like they they have the liberty to, to act a different way um, because they're paying for something. Do you feel that like, because I, I, I'm the same way. So when I go out to eat mm -hmm. and one of the biggest pet peeves I have is why, why mess with the person that handles your food? And that's one yeah. of the things people don't understand yeah. is like, and that... In retail, we don't have that really that that problem because no. we're it's all product. Yeah, what am I gonna do? Spit on someone's TV? Yeah, or, you exactly. Know, like, yeah. That's not gonna matter. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, why, why knowing knowing that they're touching and handling your food? Why? Why go through? Why do people do that? That's my question. That's a great question. You yeah, know, I um, I'm Jewish and I, I you know I have a lot of Jewish women in my life. And if any of you out there are Jewish, you're already gonna know what I'm gonna say. But growing up, um, going out to dinner with my grandmother, my my mother, my aunts. Um, I used to be mortified. Like the smallest, most menial thing would happen at a restaurant and they would blow their gaskets and they would berate a waiter, ask for a manager, want something for free. And I think growing up, I think that kind of, I mean, I, that changed me as, as far as how I treat people at restaurants or even in retail. This was long before I was in retail. I think I was conditioned to be different you know some people would use that as an excuse like that's what i grew up with so that's how i'm gonna be i think i used it as an excuse to go the opposite way and try and be just better to people who were serving me um i mean me and you were out to lunch the other day and something happened oh um, yeah <laughs> matt found a giant hair just in, in his in his drink <laughs> and we almost i mean we waited probably five minutes till we saw the waiter again like we didn't hunt down anybody yeah. we didn't we just waited you didn't drink your drink you, and i felt bad i did too i'm like i am like i apologized to him yeah. i was like i am so sorry that i have that, to do that. Yeah. that that you have to now take more time out of your busy schedule to provide service for me because yeah. there's a hair in my food yeah, you know he was like the nicest guy he was 100 so, percent. so nice about it but there is a part of me that thinks like what is he thinking as he's walking back no matter how nice i am yeah. you know like i have friends that work in the service industry that wait tables right. and they always say one of the worst things for them is the fear of something like that happening to someone's food because yeah. they know that it'll completely kill the evening for that table and they may not make any money yeah and that's they go above and beyond to try and make sure that it's a hundred percent the next time they bring it around now can i ask you a question of course what were you before you were in re i know you've been in, you were in retail for a long time mm -hmm. but before you were in retail did you have that same mentality did you have that i i i just want to be better to, to these people yeah. serving me okay it i don't mean to put her on the spot but my mom i love her to death uh -huh. but she she was notorious the luck that she would have going into restaurants either they would get rid of something off the menu every time she'd and go in something would is this be... because this because she would go out of her way to complain was she no not okay. at all not not in that you know but if the food was cold or if it sure. wasn't prepped a certain way or if she asked for something but then like no butter on her salmon uh-huh there would be butter on her salmon you know take okay she would never be angry. Yeah, I wanted to know how she approached it. But it was sort of at the point where it was it was the passive aggression that uh -huh. was sort of like I could feel it as her child, you know, growing up in in my chest like the anxiety. Oh, like 
there was a point where she would look across the table uh-huh. waiting for the waiter to come back to the table with and I'd be sweating because I just don't know how she's going to react. That's so funny. I didn't know that about you and that I grew yeah. up the exact same way, but I have this inherent Jewish guilt that was built into me. I don't know if it was before I was born or all the Jewish women in my life made it a point to to beat that Jewish guilt into me, but I felt the same way. But there was a, there was also the opposite end of the spectrum with my grandparents because my grandmother was even worse. Yeah. And it was so difficult too, to yeah. go out to dinner or lunch with them with her because it was almost instant. They would ask a question as simple as, um, do you want chi- grilled chicken or crispy chicken on your Oriental chicken salad? And then it would be almost instant, like a trigger sets off. I- I've never been asked that question, which sets the tone for the rest of the evening yeah, or the you, lunch. You don't want to do that at the beginning, especially. You know, like when you see a grown man sweating in the booth at a restaurant, you you know that there's been an issue already. That's a the, bad sign. Like the anxiety was just. I've got a story about about how bad my family can be. So we were. I grew up in uh, Palm Desert, California. Palm Springs. Most people know where that is, um, but the Coachella Valley area. And we used to go eat at this place called the Elephant Bar a lot. It was one of our favorite lunch spots. I love that restaurant. Oh, it's great. They closed down, which was unfortunate. Yeah. And, yeah. But. Um, so we were out and it was a big group of us. It was my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my grandma, my, my, uh, my dad, my mom. And we were all, everything was fine. Everything was going good. And my aunt who's sitting to the left of me begins choking. She gives the universal sign. I'm choking both, both hands on the, on the neck. And I had just done, um, camp count. I was a camp counselor for the YMCA. So I went through CPR training, Heimlich maneuver, everything. So just instinctively I got up. I gave her the Heimlich, one one good one, and a piece of burnt chicken came flying out of her mouth. And I wouldn't say it was burnt, it was just like the end, which tends to get a little hard depending on how it's cooked, right? And so everything's fine, we're all happy. They decide to call the waiter over and ask for a manager. So they could get, I guess, something off the bill so they could complain that my aunt choked. Oh. And after all of that, the heroics, everything, like, everybody happy they turned it into just the worst experience ever because my aunt choked they (laughs) blamed it on the restaurant that's just that's a little backstory of why i am the way i am that's just one of many stories but that was by far the worst one yeah so let's let's piggyback on that and let's talk about tipping okay okay both in retail because i've been offered money Mm -hmm. in retail just for carrying out a router sure for a client i've been offered cash money oh, yeah. out in the parking lot but then also tipping in the restaurant in the service industry because mm-hmm. i and you and i talked about this <clears throat> there is an innate loop that happens where people go out spend ridiculous amount of money and then tip either zero dollars or they tip 10 percent, 15 percent. what is the acceptable I know what my acceptable rate oh is, God. and I, I will, I will. I'll say it for him. He over tips. He, he wouldn't call <laughs> it over tipping. But when we went out to lunch, we were splitting the bill, and I, I flinched at how much he was tipping. <laughs> I, I, but you're notorious for this. You I do can't, it everywhere. I physically cannot bring myself to tip just twenty percent. What if it's bad service? Let me tell you a story about bad service. Oh, I have, I received bad service one time at a restaurant. Uh-huh. The guy hated his life didn't want to be there some he something could have happened before he got to work right and i remember he he just was so rude he, he was very unapproachable and i would fear of just even asking for anything like a refill yeah. I, I i wouldn't i will dehydrate to sit there because i was so i was afraid the bill came it was like 60 some odd dollars and i remember tipping 40 bucks on bad service wow. however it changed his demeanor 100 percent different when he saw the tip when he saw the tip well sure of course yeah and i thought it was just on the amount it it was so he was so different the rest of the day the reason i know that is i had a friend that works at that same restaurant okay and i just i couldn't sit in her her section and it was he, he was like a completely different person all day so the gesture does change people's perspective of course like during the day which which was my goal bad service or not 
there's a part of me that feels for because it didn't feel like the serve he was poor to because of me right it, it, it seemed as if he was having a difficult day outside of and then i just happened to be the brunt of that like he just you know i just happened to come in the wrong time and sit in his section at the wrong moment and i just yeah i mean and that's a great mentality you know um i wouldn't say i would adopt it but that's a great mentality to have like who knows what happened to him before he got your table maybe it maybe it was the end of his shift and all day he got bad tips and all of a sudden you you maybe not only changed the way he was acting that day but maybe but do you think maybe that also might reinforce that in the future that maybe it's okay for him to give you bad give people bad service or treat people a certain way it could be but it made me feel good so that's okay. all i care that's about so now matters. it's up to the rest of humanity to like help out but that's that's bad that's, that's not we can't happen. leave that up to humanity okay yeah. so so tipping so i when i was in i was in in uh the, the food service industry for a very short time and i was just bussing and then after that bar backing so i didn't really I, they they split tips with us they shared tips with us and you, you know you never know if you're getting the right cut okay but in in retail um we'll, we'll just i don't know if i can say the company so i won't but we worked at a big box electronics store and um i noticed that that when i would bring out a big 65 inch tv to load in some guy's truck that a lot of times they would slip me a 10 slip me a 20 around the holidays it got just way better than that people felt very generous but it it was so few and far between it wasn't that often but i went out of my way to make sure that i was bringing that giant product out when we had inventory warehouse guys to do that stuff Um, but i did that just for the chance at a tip and you know i know we in in certain retail we don't well i know i didn't get paid you know as much as a waiter or waitress those wages are are terrible i mean that's 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 a whole different discussion but um just for the chance at a tip i i would do it i'd go way out of my way but i don't i don't know maybe that's maybe that's once again because of the experiences i had when i was younger that i wanted to give better service or full service from end to end you know but it's not expected in the retail field not at all you know it happens i think it should i think people should depending on depending on the money you're spending right right? if someone's coming in and you know there's they're dropping a couple thousand on you know an entertainment system or television whatever it may be i mean i think if you you give quality service i think maybe a five just a five spot to you know yeah let someone buy a coffee because i do it well you 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 look at when you take your car to go get you know get it washed at the car wash you know you always tip yeah always you always tip if it's a hand dry you know absolutely it's the same level of work that we do in in retail because we're having to haul things out Mm -hmm. we're having to put things together and we're spending a lot of time with these people and it gets complicated some of some of the stuff we had to put together oh yeah some of the things we had to think about on the other end i gave people a lot of slack on that because there's no place to tip on a receipt in retail. As a matter of fact, where we worked, you weren't supposed to take tips. Yeah, you at that all. That was a big no-no. Yeah. Um, I never got caught doing it, but I don't know what, what they would have done a write-up or whatever. I feel like retail, they just want a paper trail on you, so they can yeah. fire you anytime that they don't like. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's not a fireable offense, they can say, well, I've got this paperwork on Right, me. right, of course. So I would give people a lot of leeway because I don't carry cash around with me often at all. You know, I'm, I think I might have two bucks in my wallet right now, just some change from a 20 that I broke. But, you know, I'd give people more leeway because, you know, there's no place for them to tip if they don't have cash. And I, as myself, I don't carry cash with me. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of things that went into it. If I got a tip, I was happy about it, obviously. And yeah, a lot of times, especially in retail, that would change my attitude for the day. Mm -hmm. Even, even a five spot so I can go get a Starbucks. Yeah. You know, that would, that would change my attitude for the day. And, you know, keep that in mind, people, that you could, I mean, maybe don't go as far as Matt, Um, (laughs) but I don't do it all the time. No, no, certain, certain places i will yeah we where we used to go for lunch is the two main spots you would tip 
unbelievable. But those people saw us all the time. All the time. We, I mean, and they would take care of us. They would yeah. bring us free drinks because of it. Yeah. I mean, after work, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't, ex- I didn't expect it in retail. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who, who worked with us who would turn tips down because they mm-hmm. were in fear of, of getting caught or something like that. Yeah. Um, so let's, so let's take a turn because now we'll get to the core of what this is about. Okay. Why, why people suck. Yeah. And I've been there, it, you know, I've, I've been that person and it's, it disgusts me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not that person anymore, no sure. matter the level of service I'm given. Um, but this is an interesting question. I didn't even think about it. But the whole notion of the customer is always right. Oof. What? <laughs> I know what I would say, but I want to hear from you. What? What is your definition of the customer is always right? And why is that even a thing? I, I don't know. I think it... I think it, I, I mean, it started with mom and pop shops, I feel like. Um, in order to keep your business afloat, you really couldn't afford to lose a single customer, right? right? Um, and, and I feel like that carried into major corporations and, and franchises and, and big box stores. Um, and it's, I, I mean, look, at, at a management level, that is 100% how you have to think. Right. You yes, there's a level of where you back up your associate, you back up your your employee, but depending on the situation, you you have to have that mentality as a, as a manager. Now, as as an employee, as an associate, fuck that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, the customer's wrong, and he's being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Excuse my language. <laughs> um. Look. If I screwed up, if I did something that caused an issue, I'm going to take full responsibility for that. I always have, right? Mm -hmm. If something was done completely correctly on my end and the customer didn't feel like it was done right, I'm going to have a little bit more of a balance, right? I'm going to probably understand where the customer is coming from, but I'm not going to give them the world. I'm not going to go out of my way to give them the world, I should say. So I, I think it started with small retailers and it's continued into this. And look, I understand as, as a corporation, as, excuse me, as a, as a customer, you have a million options now of where you can shop and where you can go. But customers, the customers that lean on that so heavily that they're just, they half the time they're doing it just to get something for free mm-hmm. or even just to get like gain power over another person. Cause I'll tell you outside of, out of retail, a lot of people have zero little to zero power right and maybe that's their chance maybe they feel like that's their opportunity to say okay i have power over this person so i'm going to use that power now and i'm going to exploit that power so it's look it's all situational obviously of course but that's bullshit i I, it's such a blanket term or phrase of a customer is always right it's sort of they try to apply it in every situation and one of the things that i've noticed with people who have been in retail a long time it's there and who and who really like being in the retail space it's become this mantra that they tell themselves and it's what it is is it's painful to see because it's you're sort of sacrificing your life for this person you don't even know and who's treating you less than human yeah and that's the problem that i you know i i remember a gentleman who walked into where we were where we were all working and i remember the vending machine didn't have prices on the bottles of water. But he threw such a fit that he expected now to get a free bottle of water. Oh, why? Of course. Yeah. And wow. the the funny thing about that is you're wasting everyone's time. And that's my biggest thing. Why go in and waste people's time? Especially when that's the very thing you're complaining about is like, I don't even know why I came in here. Right. I, I could have gone somewhere else and had half, you know, the, the more, you know, better service and it would have taken half the time. I go, us talking about this right now, sir or ma'am, is wasting the time like we need to move on. Like I would say that out loud sure. because it's like, you're wasting everybody's time. And that's, I mean, that was such a reason I love working with you and for you. And when you were my supervisor, <laughs> let me tell you as, as a retail supervisor, that was phenomenal. Oh, was, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> he, he would always back his, his people. And I think that, that it gets lost with a lot of, 
uh, upper management. It's they don't back their people. Don't you know? It comes down to that customers always right mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think the root of it is just selfishness. People don't care about other people's time. Don't care about other people's feelings. Um, and it's all ego. Well, it's gonna kill you. It's if if I'm a customer, I walk in and I, I plan on spending two thousand or thousand six thousand. I feel like the people that are there spend more money become the worst people yeah. um, as, as time goes on. And there's also the opposite of that too. The people who just want to come in and buy a cable or they just want to come in and just buy a hard drive are also the worst people yeah. because they demand and expect a certain level of service. Mm-hmm. I said, sir, it's a hard drive. You plug it in and your computer reads it. There isn't anything else. So you complaining to me that you had to wait over five minutes to get help on a hard drive is wasting everyone's time and it's making you look like an idiot. Yeah. So like, there's different levels. Like my level of service coming in to a store asking where a hard drive are. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, I was pointed or I was taken there, whatever. But after that, there there shouldn't be any other further research or clinical trials that need to go that need to be gone through to pick a hard drive, of course. But on the opposite of that, people who want to come in and spend thousands of dollars on home theater that doesn't need to know how to set everything up or connect. That to me, that, that's where it starts to get where well, you need this, you need that. Well, I I don't need all of that. Well, then you can't have what you came in for. Right. And I would say that to people, you know, and yeah. that was my favorite part. Because like you want all this stuff, but you're turning everything down. So yeah. I don't understand. That was my biggest. You know, I think in you had very similar approaches to retail that we're going to give you the best customer service possible and make sure that you have the best experience until we don't and yeah. what i mean by that is until you <laughs> as a customer ruin that you take that you take advantage of us you you think you're validated because you're spending that kind of money to act a certain way so look there's 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 gonna be shitty people on both sides of the spectrum if spending five dollars you're spending five thousand dollars of course so it's it's just gonna be the luck of the draw it's it's sort of like for me if you approach me as if we're about to go to war yeah. Then I will mash you. Yeah. Then we're going to war. Then we're going to war. Yeah. But if you approach me with like, hey, I honestly need your help. Can you help me? Yeah. hundred percent. Right. But I felt like more and more as I went through retail, it was the other end. It was yeah. the former that was happening and not the latter, which was. Can we agree on something? Yeah, what's up? So I, I hear, I don't know if this is one of your questions coming up, but I just want to jump into it because I feel like the worst customers that I got were all of certain generation. I was the baby boomers. Yeah. Or even <laughs> some of the early Gen X, yeah. you know, customers were the worst. And what do they always say? Millennials are the worst. Millennials are ruining this world. I, when I would get a millennial customer, especially a millennial customer with some money wanted to spend some money, that was my fun interaction. Yeah. That was the best experience I had. Millennials, I think, want people in customer service to enjoy their jobs. I think people millennials can have more empathy. I think they, they have a better understanding of what we're going through. I think that's, I just wanted to put that out there. No, I wasn't going to talk about it. I think that, I mean, I think we've talked about it. 100%. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I've had some of the best fun with certain customers yeah. that they always come back and see me. Yeah. Or they always, it, those are the best kind because best. you know you've, you've changed their life. You've done something to better them. Right. And, but it's, it's the older generation that when they come in and right away they throw something Oof. at me and they want me to fix it. My first thought is, how do I get away with murder <laughs> and like discreetly dispose of this person's body? Right. That's the first thought. It, as sick as it may sound, you know, that's my first it's thought. It's a little sick, but if I understand. You, if you, if, yeah, you, people don't understand. Do not come at me with that level of like, because you already set the tone for the rest of the interaction. Absolutely. And this whole customer is always right thing. If that's your approach, sir or ma'am, you are highly mistaken yeah. of the service you're about to get. I live and die by what John Cusack said in Ifadeli when <laughs> when they said, "Have you ever heard of the customers always right?" And he yells in their face, "The customer's always an asshole." Yeah, I I love that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie, and that was before I worked in retail. But that I live and die by that. The customer yeah. nine times out of ten is an asshole, and if they want to approach you as an asshole, then it's it's not going to be a good a good experience. Let me take that back. Not nine out of ten people. That's that's a high number, but. I mean, it was getting that way towards the end. It I, seemed like that. I mean, yeah. that was our attitudes, maybe, too. Maybe, maybe, too. Maybe, like, I, I was changed because I couldn't do it anymore. I was burnt out on retail. I was miserable. I went home, you know. Yeah. And it's, thank God I'm not there anymore. Yeah. So, speaking of, mm-hmm. and this is one of the, this, this is an interesting question because I didn't really give it a thought until I was like, oh, yeah, actually, because as a supervisor, I remember having to deal with this. But mm. what, what is it like working with other people? who don't care in retail? How does that affect your customer interactions and why, like, how does that just affect your overall? It, it was tough. I, it really was. And you know, I, I wasn't, I never had that mentality. I always cared oh, until, until maybe, oh, you know what? I always cared. And I, and I, a lot of that was because I loved my coworkers. We, I mean, we got lucky. I think we got lucky. We, we like everybody we worked with for the majority all got along and we really, yeah. we really enjoyed each other's company, but I was in a different, um, different department um before before i was slaying tvs um i was selling i was in a different department i was selling cell phones and in that in that situation i had a lot of people who didn't give a shit my counterpart the person who who half of my bonus relied on didn't give a shit 
and that that was tough you know and and the problem was not that not only that they didn't give a shit but my managers the people above me didn't seem to give a shit that they didn't give a shit yeah so it i mean that was that affected my mentality maybe worse than anything else was the fact that we're supposed to be a team we're supposed to be helping each other that's what we preached um but it wasn't it wasn't happening top down you know it wasn't it wasn't happening for me um and that could really ruin your your job it could ruin your your day every day i mean when 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 you're relying on someone else to to make your job and your life easier and they're not doing it I mean, there it is. It just makes your job and your life harder. One hundred percent. It make, makes you not want. It makes you not want to try harder. But I don't know. I, I mean, I think me and you had a different, just a different way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And it, it every. I mean, I would say it all the time. Ah, I don't care. I don't give a shit. But I gave shit. Yeah. I, I might say that, but then you'd see me down stocking and, and making sure everything was in the right places and going out of my way to to help. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that's so to kind of put a end. And we have to hear from the both of us our mm-hmm. worst customer interactions. Whatever you got. I have I have two, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. I have one where I was probably, I ended up staring this woman half to death, which uh-huh. I will tell this story. You've heard the story. I have. Um, and as well as someone who I was not the most pleasant with. <laughs> because, again, you, 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 you came at me with a sharpened spear mm-hmm. and was out for blood you yeah know? so but what is your what what is the best interaction you've had um this was this was when i was selling services so i before uh before i worked for for the retailer that you not worked with i was working inside of these retailers for a third party and i was i was selling a, a television service and uh you know we we weren't we tell customers you know you can't come back to see us for customer service, we, we were salespeople. Anything customer service was so far out of our hands and beyond what we could do. I had one woman, and this was, I had the same interaction with her maybe every other week. So I sold her her television service, and you know, it's it's like, it, it's almost like switching from from iOS to Windows, right? You And if you have oh, right. no experience with it, it's gonna take some time, right? And I always tell people, look, play with play around with it for a few days, okay? You'll get comfortable with it. Some buttons have moved on your remote. Some things have changed with your with your channel guide, with your with your DVR. And but this woman just didn't understand that, and she didn't understand that I couldn't help her. So she would come back week after week and ask and bring her remote with her and ask me to teach her how to record something or how how to use a guide. And I look, I was empathetic. I felt I felt bad. And the first few times I I helped her until she came back and she said something wasn't working. And I said, okay. She said, well, how do I fix it? And I think it happened a lot with customers want customer service or maybe certain generations of customers want customer service face to face. And I understand that. But if it's it's almost the same thing if if your router isn't working, right? And someone comes Mm -hmm. back to you with the router and says, you need to fix this. You need to get this working. Well, ma'am or sir, I can't get this working because we're not at your house. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't understand that. Yeah. They they never this one woman never understood that I can't provide this customer service to you. First and foremost, I'm not trained to do over the phone customer service. When you call somewhere and you need technical support, you're talking to a person who is trained to give you technical support in this field in this issue. And they also have a talking tree. Right? They have, well, is what happens when you do this? Okay, perfect. Is is did it make it work? No. Okay, then you continue down the line and you. You yeah. have this mm-hmm. this this talking train that you are that doesn't deviate ever, right? Doesn't matter what customer service person you talk to on the phone. I don't I don't know why people don't understand that. I can't help you. I am not at your house, and I'm definitely not trained to help you do something over the phone, right? Now, in my mind, I would say, look, I'm a salesperson. That's what I do. I know I know the technical aspects of this, and if I was somewhere, I could probably figure figure it out. And most of the time I could figure it out by just fucking Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you know, one of my favorites. Good old Google. Right. And this woman just kept coming back until one day I, I just told her, you can't come see me anymore. I can't help you. So you were breaking up with her. I was breaking up with her. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and she just didn't, she just didn't like that. And she the next day she brought all her equipment to me like she could fucking return it to me and that i mean it, it wasn't i think it's just that that one aspect of it 
that really bugged me. It wasn't that particular interaction, but I think that's the best example of it. And, you know, just to put it plainly, I had another interaction and this guy was a lawyer, okay? And he came to me and he was upset because something wasn't working and I tried to explain to him, hey, that's not my, my field, but if you call this number when you're at home, this person's gonna walk you through it. They're trained to walk you through it. Oh, you're not, you can't do that? Well, no, sir, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Okay, perfect. And do you do your accounting at your firm? No, you do your lawyering. You do your, you're an attorney at your firm. So you have people who take care of your, your accounting and your finances, and then you, you take care of something, right? And if I asked you to do some of the accounting, would you be able to do that? The answer was no. Yeah. He wouldn't. Yeah. He was still a fucking prick about it. (laughs) That is, that is, that's, that's great. I, my cherry on top of the Sunday was a woman who brought her four children into the location I was working um, on Black Friday. And that was one of, Here's the thing that people need to understand about Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Black Friday is really doesn't exist. It's sort of a people believe they're getting a good deal, but they're not. No. And so but there's thousands of people every hour. Well, let's 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 change it a little bit. Yeah. You can get a good deal. Yeah. But if you're coming to buy it, let me just customers just as a disclaimer, if you're gonna buy a Black Friday, uh, Black Friday television, you're getting screwed. Yeah, it is not. It's not manufactured at the same place where they manufacture every other one of their TVs. Um, and there's lots of other products like that. Um, they're using different parts, and it might be if you're if normally you'd go in and you'd buy uh, an an eight thousand series, this one would be an eight thousand and one. Yeah, and it it's not the same product. So just as specifically manufactured for right. the Black Friday event. Exactly. The other thing, how many returns on those products did we see every day afterwards? The most. All of them. All Almost of them. all of them came yeah. back, and that that was because they're terrible. People yeah. believe they're getting a great deal. They're not. No one one at one out of ten of those products is gonna be okay for a few years. The yeah. rest of them are gonna fail very quickly. Right. So this woman brings her four kids. Let me just. Black Friday is not Disneyland. It is not. <laughs> there are no rides. Um, there, there, there is no food. It's like Disneyland. If Disneyland was on fire, yeah. and everybody's trying to run out of Disneyland yeah, exactly. and you're trying to get your kids trampled. <laughs> That's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, tr- what it is, is it's a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And so she brings her four kids and they're fighting and horsing around as kids do, as kids do, you know, but out of all of this, as everything's going and they're horsing around, they're fighting, they're kicking, they're screaming at each other. There's also hundreds of other people trying to navigate these small ass corridors to get to product and to get to certain areas of this of the location. And one of the kids ends up kicking another kid in the head. And the then there's this whole brawn out war and you you get this woman who is screaming at another woman because she is convinced that her kid kicked her kid in the head and they're screaming at each other i mean this looks like a turf war happening in the middle of our department and it was just in it was complete and utter insanity and i remember everyone is screaming at the top of their lungs these two women are about to fight they're about to go to go to fists and i remember this internal reaction that just happened completely uncensored and i remember screaming at this woman the word enough the entire store stopped and 
that was the first day that I was like, okay, this was good. Yeah. This was good. But it was completely out of left field. And yeah. I remember this woman screaming back at me going, don't you dare talk to me that way. And I go, listen, I, I literally told her exactly this. I said, ma'am, this, this is not a place where you bring your entire family and they treat it as a playground because that's not what this is. There's thousands of dollars worth of stuff here. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of people walking around and you're making it worse for everyone. And on this day, folks, we have armed security roaming the building. And I will tell you right now as a customer causing a scene, they will drag you out of that place. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's a hundred percent. You were, you were, you were causing the safety of everyone around you to, to diminish absolutely, and you will be escorted out, uh, whether on your own fruition or by your neck. Yeah, so yeah. that's one of the, those were always the greatest ones. Um, but I also have to flip this around okay, and give you one of the best customer service I've ever given to somebody. I like this. I like I like that we're giving customers some credit because there were a lot of great customers. They I were had a lot of great customers. But this poor woman was kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time during what I would call an after meal um, kind of sickness that I had. Okay. And I I remember talking to this woman, wonderful human being. Uh, she was she was great. She was patient, and we were kind of on the end of her interaction, where it's like, okay, we're about to purchase something. Now this isn't Black Friday, right? This is okay. not Black okay. Friday. Yeah, this is this is a normal day. It's okay. actually a slow day. Okay. Uh, she was one of the only ones in the store, as it was starting to become. And I remember coming back from lunch, and I wasn't feeling too well. You know, I was I was. something in my stomach wasn't working with me. I mean, in retail, you overeat on lunch half the time because that's the only chance you get. Yeah, because your energy level just wouldn't be able to keep up. And so so I, in the middle of the conversation, I'm talking to her, and I end up throwing up in my mouth. But not to the point where... Like, I'm able to swallow it in time. Right. It's not like you had, like, chipmunk cheeks. No. Okay. I full had to put my hands up to my mouth because it was about to come out in some sort of possessive, just Satanism projectile vomit. Right. And I scared this. She screamed. And I literally, while I'm covering my mouth and my hands are filled with puke, to tell this woman, I need to get you somebody else because I'm a mess and I need to go take care of myself. Yeah. And she was 100% understanding, but yeah, that's sort of the stuff that's like, why? You yeah. know, that's one of my best. That's one of my that's best things. But yeah, that's people don't understand the severity that they get themselves into when they walk into a place of work and they demand the world and yet they're unwilling to sacrifice or compromise to get that level of service and well, it's they, they a lot of people don't understand that maybe something isn't possible right right so and i mean call it ignorance call it whatever but you know when i when i'm making a purchase and i think you're the same way i do my research yeah first and foremost i've been a salesman for a long time and I'll just say that I wasn't always the most, especially, excuse me, when I was in commission, mm-hmm. that was my livelihood. And I might have cut some corners and maybe fibbed a little bit, just not been 100% truthful. And maybe that's conditioned me to do my research and know what I want to buy before I go somewhere so I don't have to deal with a salesman. Yeah. Um, because you know, my, you know, I spend my money wisely and I buy the things I want to buy and I, and I make sure that I I do my research and I just feel like not a lot of people do that. No. Yeah. I I don't think anybody actually does. It's very rare when somebody comes in and says, I know exactly what I want. 
now tell me if this is the right thing. Otherwise, yeah. I got to completely. It's it's more of this. It's more I'm going to come into your store and I'm going to know nothing about the product. Mm -hmm. I actually don't even know the name. And I also don't know what it's used for. Sure. Um, I also don't know how it plugs into anything. Okay. Um, it's something I read on the forums. Uh -huh. um, it's also, uh, but I don't even know what color it is. Okay. It's that level yeah. of research, in quotes, that people do when they come into the store and then they expect yeah. us to know exactly what it is they need. Yeah. And when I guess they, that's part they, of the asking questions portion. Yeah, but when, like, they, when they call it something completely oh. different that you've never heard this term for and you you just can't we don't sell that right we don't like sir right. we don't we don't carry that oh well it says on your website you do perfect show me on my website where it is and on the website or wherever he has it he shows me it's a completely different name and he might have heard that yeah. term used once before but that of course was, you're wrong you're oh, wrong you know yeah, and the customer's always right yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so um, but that that concludes the questions uh, that I've that I that I was given. Okay. Um, except for one, and this one is I left it to the end because I want to. I just want to ask you, okay. and I have my own. But where do you feel the future of customer service is going? Because, and it's a good question. It's a loaded question mm -hmm. because people people ruin it for others and the problem is is that we're not really doing anything about it yeah we're just sort of kind of going through the motions and that hurts us more i think than people especially people like us who worked in those those avenues it's it drains you you can't keep motivated you can't be innovative because you're you're having to worry about whether this person's going to blow up at you right so where do you feel it's going to go this if it keeps on its same course yeah you know i think it's headed for hell but you know i you know but i, I agree but you know i i feel like i feel like there's no shortage of young people who have to have a job while they're going to school which we had a right. lot of where we were 100 percent um there's no shortage of, of people who don't want to go to school and don't know what the hell they want to do and they jump into retail because it's it's easy i know for me as a kid i always wanted to work at like a big box electronics retailer when i was a kid it was circuit city but i yeah. always wanted to to do that because i thought it was it was so it was so cool and you know you got to to play with all the big tvs and all the video games and obviously that's not how it is when you actually work there but you know it it depends on what space we're talking because there's a million jobs out there that mm -hmm. have to be done by a human. Of course, hundred percent. Right? Well, you just said it yourself. People want human interaction. They don't. They don't want to talk to a machine. Of course. Yeah. But I feel like that's a a dying generation. Mm -hmm. You know, and excuse that term, but but it is. I'm sorry, folks. People die. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. you know that I feel like that's that generation of I don't know what the hell I need I don't know what the hell I want so I'm just gonna go talk to someone who knows about this stuff I kind of feel like that generation's kind of starting to go away right uh -huh. yeah because we just said it when I want to buy something I do my research on it and I'm I the only reason I go to a retail store these days is because I'm I'm I love instant gratification if I've been researching mm. something for a few days a few weeks I don't want to wait and I, maybe that's, I mean, I know there's a lot of people like me who feel that 100%. way. hundred percent. But, you know, even even Amazon one day, two day shipping, sometimes I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can just go get it. I want it in one hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, maybe in a few years you're going to see so, I mean, how many store pickups are happening now yeah. because there's people who just want that instant gratification. But how many people out there? don't care and they'll wait a few days for it and they just order it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say where where it's gonna go. I kind of see it going the way of almost almost mostly people store picking store pick up where they don't have to interact with someone who's going to tell them what they need to buy. Um, and they're just going to do their research. It's so easy. It's so easy. I show people half the time like yeah. if I need to to help them when I needed to help them with something when I was when I was working there, 
I would show, hey, look, this. You know, I'll, I'll, I don't know, but Google does. So I'm going to get on my phone, <laughs> and I'm literally typing in the customer's question, or not even typing it in. I hit the little fucking microphone next to the search bar, and I say, ask your question, sir, yeah. to Google. Like it's, it's and it pulls easy. up all of these results. Oh, my yeah. God. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like people are going to be more self-sufficient. Internet, the internet's been around, I mean, since I was a kid at this point. And mm-hmm. people are getting better with it. Some people who, I think a lot of that's laziness. You know, yeah. I don't even want to type something in or say something. I'd rather come to you. Which is, is, is okay. It's okay. As Absolutely. long as you and I aren't going to fight. It's okay as long as people have the right expectations. Right. You know, when their expectations are, are through the roof, they're not going to get met. Yeah. Most of the time, mm-hmm. people aren't going to have their expectations they're not going to have them exceeded that's for sure so let me say this if you're going into a retail store you're not going to get i think in the future you're not going to get a lot of people like me or matt who are going to go out of their way and exceed your expectations have low expectations when you're going well and you notice too is the the workforce in retail spaces are getting younger and yeah. younger and younger they're practically children yeah you know and it it's the expertise the experience isn't there and so you're you definitely can't have your expectations no, I mean, met where, where we worked you know the 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 tenured experienced people either moved into management yep or they moved into like installation Mm-hmm. Right, those that's where you're gonna find the people who know the ins and outs of all this stuff. So, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going. It looks it's bleak. It's very bleak. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think our generation, most of us, don't need to go into a retail store and ask people questions because they're gonna ask ask those questions on the internet and get get those answers reddit forum whatever yeah whatever it may be well google on its own absolutely absolutely 100 percent. they're they're gonna find the answer on their own thank god for self-sufficiency yeah and they're gonna buy what they want and fuck everybody else fuck what anybody else else says about what you bought you did your research you you know what you wanted and you you got it and you know what if you don't like it you can return it so that that's where i kind of see it going is more people just being self-sufficient and not needing that kind of extra help when they go somewhere mm-hmm. yeah well dj i appreciate your uh, presence in this uh in this uh uh, interview. Thank I, you for thinking of me. This is this is great. It's yeah. Well, who better to get their opinions and their their facts? Did you than... just get me because we're so like minded and you wanted to interview yourself on the subject? Oh, sort of. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming, and that yeah. concludes the show. Uh, tune in next week for the uh, second interview with Benjamin Farron, the photographer and videographer. I love Ben. I, I love Ben Hameen. Oh. Uh, so um, uh, other than that, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt.